And we're joined on the line now by Mohamed Nala, analyst from NetBank Capitals. Good morning, Mohamed. Good morning, Sakina. Now, we're seeing red across the board on stock markets. What's going on? Yeah, Chish. I mean, yesterday, Sakina, quite a tough day. Nowhere to hide for for local investors, certainly. If you look at the top 40, every single one of the top 40 stocks were down yesterday. So pretty much a very broad-based sell-off. And, you know, it's been a while since we've seen these, these um, uh, negative 1,000-point days on, on the top 40. Uh, and, in fact, we saw that uh, in terms of this recent sell-off. We had one just a couple of days ago. And then yesterday on the Aussie future, we saw that down over 1,000 points on, on the spot, just slightly shy of that. So I think this global sell-off has been very pronounced. Uh, we are in the middle. We've just initiated, I beg your pardon, the, the U.S. earnings season. And so a lot, a lot of companies there, you know, still, uh, still set to report. Uh, but these jitters are, are really being quite pronounced. I mean, the markets, and I've said this time and time again, are already in very oversold territory, but it does look as though momentum continues towards the downside. Uh, and, you know, on the back of that, we could possibly see it extend a little bit further. Yesterday, I was having a look at, at some of the equity markets, specifically the MSCI World Index, and it looks as though we've got some support coming up, but that's still probably around another 2% below where we are right now. So, for now, I think you know, the bulls are sitting on the sidelines. They're really still waiting, because even yesterday, in our trading session, we saw some early green on the board, and then the bears got stuck in. They got their claws stuck into the bull, and we saw that market trade severely into the negative, specifically in the later session as the U.S. opened up quite sharply down. And just looking at retail sales numbers, both locally and in the U.S., what can we make of those? So yesterday, in, in fact, I think that was partially, let's firstly look at the, those U.S. numbers, because I think that was partially behind some of the sell-off that we had yesterday. So you know, first and foremost, if we, if we look at retail sales that came out of the United States, they did disappoint based on, on consensus. Uh, the expectation was then for decline, uh, to decline over the month by just 0.1%. They declined by 0.3%. Uh, so I think the market taking that as quite negative. Remember that the U.S. consumer makes up around 70% of their GDP. But over and above that, you know, there were some inflation numbers. We'll chat a bit about that just now in the U.S. that also caused a bit of a, a bit of a cause of concern. And then when we come back home in terms of, of the local retail sales numbers, you'll recall that data has been looking quite patchy for some time. Uh, thankfully, because of the low base, I guess, it has been established. We had a positive number last month as well as the month before that. So it grew by 2.1% on a year-on-year basis. And over the month, it grew by, by just north of half a percent. But those are not numbers to write home about. They're not numbers to get excited about. And the reason for that is the local consumer remained under considerable pressure. So I don't anticipate that the local scenario is going to get considerably better. We do still have the prospects of another rate hike coming through in in November. And so I think consumers would do well to continue to tighten their belts. You said we're going to come back to those inflation numbers. Now, global deflation worries um, also behind the current market jitters, possibly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, let's go to those numbers. Yesterday, we had PPI numbers out of, out of the United States. And, and when we look at factory gate prices, I mean, we, we had China. We spoke a bit about China yesterday, where their PPI has been in negative territory now for, for over 31 months. And when we look at the United States, PPI or, or factory gate prices, that feeds into CPI with a bit of a lag. That moved into the negative territory for the first time this year. Uh, it's, it's the worst number since, since January. And so I think that's causing a bit of a concern because if it moves into negative territory, that indicates that the disinflationary pressures, and disinflation is, is slowing inflation, those pressures from the rest of the globe and even within the United States are continuing to mount. And if we actually see declines in factory gate prices, the question is, 
how long before that filters through into consumer prices. I mean, the, uh, the, the U.S. targeted inflation is still around 2%. They're running at just north of 1%. So that shows you that there's no inflation problem globally. It shows you that demand continues to remain remarkably weak. And I think those deflationary risks are certainly what the market's concerned about. It's why we saw that U.S. 10-year yield trade sharply, sharply lower. It's now trading just north of 2%, but uh, it, it very briefly had a look below that 2% level. And let me give you an indication. The consensus expectation was for that to be around 3 to 3.5% 3 by the end of this year. So that's showing you that the market has now firmly moved onto a, a mindset that deflation is setting in, and that's what we're seeing also possibly impacting equity markets as we speak.